This episode contains some graphic and gruesome details. Listener discretion is advised. Please do not listen to this if you have faint at heart. There are 25 other episodes you can listen from this podcast. So once the cops apprehended Ed Gein, they wanted to search his house because uh, they knew they would find some evidence based uh, based on the murder of Bernie's warden. And the scene they witnessed was gruesome. Welcome to another episode of Writer and Geek Show and we are going back to the Serial Killer series and this episode we are going to talk about Ed Gein. I'm not really a fan of horror genre but um, recently we started to watch uh, this Alfred Hitchcock's masterpiece Psycho. Sir Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> is he a sir? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He is. Maybe I missed that part. Uh, but yeah, this was a movie. I've heard of it since a long time. I think um, when I was in college. And I've seen it here and there many times. And it's in the list of every other, uh, you know, top thriller and horror movies. I've never sat down to watch because one, it is an old movie. I never thought it might be entertaining. It might be boring is what I had in mind. Second thing. I'm not really a fan of horror movies. Hmm. But I must say that um, watching it was worth my time. You remember once we watched Exorcist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting at my friend's place? Yeah. This was somewhat a similar experience. I mean, it's not as gruesome or as horrifying as uh, Exorcist or even the settings that we were uh, in those days. But this really shook me. I got chills through my spine when I watched this movie, especially that, that one particular scene, which I'm not going to reveal here. In the climax, yeah. right? Yeah. So it was a great movie. Well, the thing is, Alfred Hitchcock, sir, Alfred Hitchcock was a person out of his time. I'm pretty sure if he was alive right now, most of the directors who we worship would be probably under him because he was so talented. He had his own sight which was so amazing that he could visualize something like this and if you look into all his movies other movies and even the series alfred hitchcock presents it all has its own standpoint and brings out each story in a different way and psycho is no different it does not feel like you're watching a movie it feels like you're going through an experience when you watch his movies true anyway if we continue talking about Alfred Hitchcock, we we could just go on for days, I think. Probably it's a, a topic for some other episode. Uh, getting back to the serial killer thing. Um, I got to know about this after watching, a, a long time after watching Psycho. Uh, I came to know that it was based on a true story. And the story was of Ed Gein. So uh, once I got to know about that, I researched a bit about Ed Gein. And I went back to watching psycho again and it all made sense like uh first time when i watched psycho i could never understand how a person could do such kind of things 
एंड गो थ्रू सच सच काइंड ऑफ मेंटल इश्यूज बट वंस आई गॉट टू नो अबाउट द ट्रू नेचर ऑफ द पर्सन एट गीन इट ऑल मेड सेंस डोंट यू थिंक सो दैट वॉज अ मोस्ट चिलिंग पार्ट टू रियलाइज लेटर दैट यू नो दिस वॉज बेस्ड ऑन अ ट्रू स्टोरी द मूवी इट सेल्फ इज ग्रूस आई मीन टू एन एक्सटेंड इट्स 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 फ्राइटनिंग एज वेल बट द ट्रू स्टोरी बिहाइंड इट इज मच मच मोर देन एनी मूवी दैट यू कैन एवर मेक if you make that into a movie i doubt if it it, it will be uh, you know if if someone would even allow that movie to be uh, yeah. shown in theaters yeah and one more thing is that the same person has uh, you know inspired uh, directors to make movies like texas chainsaw massacre and mm. uh, the silence of the lambs the leather face the person the the, ha- the monster ha- leather face from uh, texas chainsaw massacre is inspired by this person i've not watched both the, both the movies person. but i've seen few parts of uh, texas chainsaw massacre but yeah this particular character has inspired a lot of slasher uh, and uh-huh. horror movies uh, for many decades right from 60s and right till 90s and 2000s yeah but i'm pretty sure we shouldn't be thankful to him <laughs> i'm not <laughs> yeah this is not something to anyway attend. anyway let's get back to edgeen um probably we should talk about what he did hmm. i think that part is the most difficult part uh, reading while i was reading about him it was so difficult even to comprehend uh, things that he's done yeah so um edgeen was born to george and augusta geen uh, in the year 1906 and uh, his dad was an alcoholic he did carpentry insurance jobs and all the, all kinds of odd jobs to survive and help his family survive and agusta was a homemaker mm-hmm. and uh, she preferred to be alone you know uh, she liked the seclusion mm-hmm. of being at home and not being in touch with the outside world and this uh, reciprocated to her kids because uh her kids are uh, edward gene and uh, he had an elder brother named henry mm-hmm. so uh she held them close to herself and did not let them uh, grow out of home and uh, interact with other people okay and because because her husband was an alcoholic she kind of despised him and uh, felt that he is good for nothing but because of her upbringing she uh, she was born to a christian family and because of her upbringing she never thought about divorce as an option mm-hmm. just because of that they were together their whole life and uh, they had these two kids who were kept away, away from the public the character characteristic behavior shown by edgeen can be traced back from that because he never had any experience interacting with other people mm-hmm. or uh, spending time with friends yeah actually his mom despised him when he made new friends i even uh, read that you know she used to read from revelation book of uh, bible uh, which can kind of condemned women and um, said that they are whores and all that huh. uh, so he grew up learning all those things and he was kept away from uh, women especially right yeah so uh, he was very much dependent uh, on his mom and there was no real contact with any other people from his locality neither his locality or school for both the kids and uh, in 1940 uh, his dad passed away and uh, they were living in a farm in wisconsin which was like a plain field which wisconsin which was around like 150 acres mm-hmm. of land so that's 
huge in proportion so they had everything uh, they used to get everything from there to survive mm. so they used to do odd jobs and live their life alone secluded from other people but mo- most of the community knew knew him as a person who was you know uh, honest and reliable they he used to do all the odd jobs for them mm-hmm. and get things done, done in time so everyone thought of him as a person who is you know has a low iq but uh, ha- harmless mm. so no one w- would have suspected him to do such a thing mm-hmm. i believe and uh, things started going haywire at, uh, during these times mm-hmm. because because he never had any um, interaction with others and uh, things started going uh, a bit bad when she, he started dating a single mother which was a big thing for his mom because she never wanted him to do such a thing and uh, he used to he started distancing himself from uh, his mom and he even started talking bad about her to mm. the woman he was dating but they eventually broke up or something we actually don't know what really happened and he went went back to his old habits i should say that lady was lucky enough to escape yeah probably sh- looks like more than this person himself i think more than edgeen i think his mom was a little bit of a psycho yeah that is where everything is started so what i kind of understand from this entire history is that when you are when your kid is growing up you should really pay attention to what you're telling them <laughs> you know um you want to make uh, you know read religious stuff to them read the right stuff and teach them the right things um and yeah it is a big part of growing up and when you're uh, when you're growing into an adult all the things that you learn when you're a kid is affecting that child and makes him what he is even in the last episode that we did uh, richard ramirez hmm. this was one of the um, key components right i mean uh, whatever he learned during the time that he was growing up resulted in what he became later so yeah his abusive father was a major influence well just a heads up to all the parents yeah yeah so please don't force anything on your kids <laughs> probably that's the best lesson you can learn from this anyway so uh, in between what happened was there was a fire in the farm okay and uh, the cops were called and they put out the fire the firefighters put out the fire but they couldn't find henry and uh, he w- he was finally found inside the one of the warehouse of shed or whatever it is and he was already dead so they checked him and they got to know that he w- he didn't die because of the fire okay mm-hmm. he actually he was actually dead even before the fire engulfed him but yeah there was another detail there where uh, though he told the police that he doesn't know where his brother is he was able to directly lead uh, the cops to exactly. the dead body the cops yeah uh, so the thing was they never conducted an autopsy or uh, they never looked much into it and they never suspected edward to do something like that okay mm-hmm. and it's still not unclear what happened but we can just uh, you know use our intuitions and figure out what really happened over i think there. it's safe to assume that he killed him yeah it's safe to assume that and so then he was alone with his mom they were the only two people living there maybe that can be I, i'm just trying to speculate i didn't read it anyway but i i think that can be one of the reasons maybe he didn't want to share his mother's love with his brother yeah it can be an act of jealousy or something where he felt that you know if his brother is out of his way he'll be the only person his mm. mother has right yeah so. that's so weird man <laughs> anyway so uh, but things didn't go on f- like that for long 
uh, Augusta ha- suffered two strokes and in 1945 her health deteriorated pretty much and she died this incident influenced everything that happened afterwards mm. edgin was alone he has never interacted with anyone other than his family especially his mother and he lost all human touch mm. it it's exactly like how it's portrayed in the movie psycho where norman bates is alone and does not have any human interaction so yeah what he i think uh, it must have probably i think it must have put him in a in such a pressure that he wanted to like get back his mom or something from the grave it's pretty weird because the stuff he has done later on it shows us that he actually wanted his mom back mm. or he wanted to transform himself into his mom yeah and you i'm not justifying anything but in a way it's really sad that you you put her, you put a human being into such a situation i'm i'm talking about his mom uh so basically she has made him into she, she's pushed him into such a seclusion that he doesn't know how to interact with people the only person he knew has died uh, that has driven him into you know doing all these things that he's done uh, in his life and it's really sad if you think about it right most of the cases um you know people killing and all those things it's all a result of something that has happened with in their lives yeah this mental stability is a weird thing you don't know when you lose it so yeah so one important detail which uh, i've never seen anyone you know discussing about is that uh, the date the the year in which his mom died was in 19 uh, was 1945 okay mm-hmm. and the year in which uh, they figured out that Ed, Ed Gein has committed such crimes was in 1957 so there was a gap of like 12 years in between these two things so we still don't know how many crimes he has committed so there was a long gap 12 years gap in which anything could have happened yeah i think the reason partly might be because he first of all he was not in touch with any human being so and he was living in that huge farm maybe yeah. uh, e- even though there were missing people and all that stuff never uh, no one would have actually thought about you know this guy or it can be any reason i think even he doesn't know how many people he's killed or stuff yeah. like that yeah and it was during this time he got into like reading uh, you know death cult fiction and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and how if what is that Uh, horror fiction and then uh, human anatomy and also like medical books he started reading all these things i think that is <laughs> you know really interesting actually when we get into the details right so uh, he has uh, created few things with human skins and you know all that stuff i think all these surgical books would have j- uh, definitely helped him in yeah. doing it uh, so look i mean mind is a pretty amazing thing so he knows exactly where to go and find out things which might help him uh, you know in creating all those things yeah so um the gap which we were talking about so it was in 1957 people finally found out what edgin actually was and this happened on like november 16th of 19 november 15th 1957 uh the shop owner bernie's warden went missing and someone reported to the uh, cops that it was edgin who uh, was the last customer the day before uh, she disappeared so it it's general they suspect him but no one thought that he would do such a thing but uh, he was apprehended 
and he was uh, put it into a, put into yeah, a cell yeah put into a cell and was questioned and the funny part was he confessed <laughs> and they sent they sent cops to his home the scene that they witnessed was gruesome mm. so you know what they saw right yeah i think what they saw was she was um, hung upside, upside down. down by the by her legs using meat hooks yeah and her um head was decapitated yeah. the lower body was gutted yeah. like cut open yeah and she i think she was shot using a 22 caliber gun yeah she was she was killed using a 22 caliber gun and later mutilated and later she was mutilated so mm-hmm. that was the scene they saw in one of the sheds so they started investigating the home and it was even worse she had the most disorganized house mm-hmm. and it was full of stench you know all smelly things and everything and he had a lot of skulls and bodies dismembered body parts yeah, i remember a few, few things um especially there was a lampshade which was built of uh, human facial skin yeah and he had many masks which he was Face. using which was made of facial skin and leggings made of um, leg skin from leg and certain other things which he are made a corset out of a female torso yes and he used um, skulls you know as his bed posts at bed posts <laughs> and uh, stuff uh, like bowls and all yeah bowls he, yeah he used skulls as bowls and all that stuff there are certain other things which are really hard to you know even mention he had a belt which was made yeah, of uh, let's not say that <laughs> oh. i think we'll we'll put a list I in i don't know uh, this this is very this episode is like pretty disorienting i'm already feeling like lonchis talking about it but yeah we have to go through it so that's when the cops came to know the cops and the people came to know that he had committed a lot more crimes and not just uh, uh, the murder of uh, bernie's warden and uh, again uh, he was questioned and he confessed to murdering uh, another person called mary Ho- hogan she was a tavern owner oh, tavern owner okay the thing was the the peculiar fact uh, concerning to mary hogan was that she is the kind of woman who augusta edward gain's mother despised mm. she was an outgoing woman and she stood up for herself everything she did and she was exact the exact opposite of a person who augusta would want a woman to be so it is said that probably that's the uh, kind of motivation behind killing yeah, her yeah motivation behind so killing her so i think he he would have felt that you know his mother would have felt happy if someone like that would yeah. have died the same thing applies for bernie's warden too she was also the kind of person who uh, augusta would despise so that's a connection uh, they could figure out and he actually confessed to the murders and uh, about the dismembered parts and skin and everything uh, he said that he used to travel to the, to, to the graveyard he used to dig up fresh graves and yeah. uh, take the bodies home yeah take the bodies home and make all the ornate uh, ornaments and then i think the most um, uh, gruesome thing that he was working on was he was making a woman suit uh, which was made out of human skin uh, so that he can crawl into it and uh, you know feel like he's his mother it's one of the gruesome things of yeah. course and actually this this point brings out the movie psycho to life mm-hmm. because that's that's what the movie is all about so uh, so in november 21st 1957 edward gein was charged with first degree murder 
but uh, he was pleaded not guilty for reasons of in- insanity and he was sent to a mental asylum for about the next uh, 9 years 9 or 11 years till 1968 and uh, during this time there was another incident which came up uh, which was uh, the missing of Evelyn Hartley she was a 15 year old girl uh, who was found missing from 1953 and it received major media attention about 2000 people searching for her and uh, around like 3500 people being questioned by the cops and uh, they thought that edgeen might have might be the person who is behind this because she's from the same locality but but, but it was never proved uh i think it can be and it can it can be even a coincidence um if you look at the kind of things that edgeen has done he was mostly killing women or digging up the graves of the women who resembled his mom in some way or at least in the same age group like middle aged women and all that so this doesn't really fit into that description this uh, uh, disappearance of this uh, girl so it's just a speculation just because these murders have happened in the same area they're just thinking that you know uh, th- this would have been one such case but there could be a chance that a real murderer w- had just slipped into the <laughs> night because probably. of this he he was hiding in the shadows of edgeen we never know probably yeah and one more thing is that uh, when uh, edgeen told the cops that uh, he used to go to the graves and dig dig it up uh, they were not sure whether he was uh, saying the truth or not because yeah, because physically yeah. whether he was capable of digging two three yeah. graves in, in one night yeah and what they did was he said that he had dug up almost like 40 graves they chose to and they actually dug it up again and they couldn't find the body mm. so it was proved to be true and uh, yeah in 1968 after 11 years of being in the mental asylum um it was found that he is capable of you know uh, going for trial again mm. and at this time uh, yeah he edgeen told his defense attorney that he does not remember committing all these crimes it is said that he was in a fugue state when he committed all these crimes mm. so um, yeah again uh, he was put to trial but again the same thing happened he was pleaded not guilty uh, due to reasons of insanity one of the main questions which pops out now and then when we talk about edgeen is what happened to his house mm. um so once he was apprehended uh, it was was it turned into a museum with a lot of visitors uh, you know coming oh, in no, no 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 i hopefully not but yeah it didn't happen i can tell you uh, that's what happens <laughs> with all these uh, horrific places right i know now. i know i know so uh, what happened was uh, it was planned to be auctioned in 1958 who the hell would buy that house i don't know even i'm thinking who would do that who in a sane mind would do that well uh, before it was auctioned it was burned down mm-hmm. mysteriously some people suggest that there was some foul play but it was just burned down and everything was lost with it it can it could have been a case of arson i think but i i think that it's better that it got burned down than being auctioned no 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 doubt about it but i am sure that someone in the yeah. surrounding would have thought it's 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 a better option to just burn it, it down it was a major event at that time in the town because mm. people were like you know sick of that place no mm. one could walk through it walk but around i think it, it yeah i but even then just burning down the house is not going to take away that feeling is it the entire farm will keep you remind keep the entire farm will remind you of the events anyway 
that's true that's true so uh, yeah his house was burned down and uh, someone went and told edgeen that you know this thing happened and your house burned down so his reaction was that he just shrugged shrugged his so- sh- shoulders and just said eh, just as well <laughs> i mean why would he even care about that because his mom was there i thought he would probably go like oh his no. mom is not there anymore right i mean memories of his bomb anyway so that's what happened his car was auctioned off for like 700 dollars to one of um, one person from a carnival and uh, he put it in the carnival and uh, put in what is that admission fee of 25 cents look at that people yeah. are <laughs> making money out of all this anyway so remainder of his years he spent in the mental asylum and uh, he finally died on uh, 26th july 1984 due to uh, due to respiratory failure mm-hmm. so he was never actually put in jail for his crimes he was never because <clears throat> but it, it, i think it's worse even in a mental asylum so i think he's paid for whatever he's done see the thing was uh, it's not about you know paying for what what he has done here the he was mentally unstable so that's true i think yeah that's a that's a very valid point the last episode when we were researching about hmm. richard ramirez right hmm. he was in his sane mind and he was doing all that i don't think he was really insane and that felt like a more gruesome crime than what this is though this is more graphic and you know there are more elements involved that to me is more a, more of a gruesome crime than this one because in this case as you mentioned he is a person who is not in his sane mind he's mentally unstable and he had all the mental issues the other one was not the case see the thing was in ramirez case he did it by choice mm. but in uh, ed's case it just because he's mentally unstable he ended up doing such things but it is not a reason to do such things and uh, the moral concerns hmm. is what matters right yeah. in ramirez case it was totally you know going south hmm. but but what can you even decide about a mentally unstable mind what seems right to us might seem wrong to them what seems wrong to us might seem right to them right we don't know because we are not in his shoes at that at this point we cannot we can only imagine what he was going through thinking about things like going into graveyard at night we cannot do it because we are in our sane minds but to that person it seems like a normal thing so you can never judge uh, such people so i mean not saying that it was it was all uh, something that you can just brush it off but well who are we to decide yeah that's something to ponder upon 